So let's go into the strategy for a 10 to 12 year old, 10 to 12, yeah, 12 year old cops. That'd be amazing. <laughs> 10 to 12 year experienced cops. Um, yeah. Because then they're going to start having a family. Right? right. So how should a cop balance saving for their family, their home, their own retirement, their kids' college, if they want to go to college? Um, yep. you know, the older they get, the more expensive they have and the yeah. more responsibility they have. So balance. It's all about balance. And this is good right. advice, not just for cops. This is good advice for anybody. So, but specifically for cops with the options and tools they have, how do they balance, you know, kids, their college, the house and the car once they hit like, you know, 30 years old? Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I'm not going to deny it. And that's why, like I said, if you're a young police officer, if you can front load your 457, mm -hmm. well, maybe when you get to that middle part of your career, 12, 15, you know, 16 years on the force, you know, again, you're right. You have the mortgage, you have kids 529 plan, uh, you, you know, you, have, you need to put some money in your 457 plan. You, you know, people do this. I, I got to do all this or all that. And, I, and I'm like, no, if you got to cut down your 457 plan, cut it down, you know, start a 529 plan for your kids, uh, you know, to help save for college. I mean, there are more buckets that you have to do. But again, uh, you know, at least do something in each bucket is what you want to do. Uh, the number one killer, uh, no pun intended, that I see uh, during that period of time for those police officers is uh, divorce. Uh, you know, uh, I, I have police officers that are either married to the same woman for 30 or 40 years, or they're on their second marriage uh, with a whole other set of kids. Uh, I don't know what it is. But, you know, I always counsel, if you're going through a divorce, finish one thing before you start another is really what you have to do. Because what happens, obviously, in a divorce to your first wife is she can attach to get some of that defined benefit pension when you retire, when you hit what they call superannuation, which is, you know, retirement age, whatever it is for your municipality age, 52 or 53 with 25 years of service and you get your pension, she can get part of that pension is what she can end up doing, you know, from that standpoint. So, you know, there's that danger of those, you know, police officers 10, 15 years on the force, you know, where they go through divorce. So they're getting pulled in all directions. Uh, they're usually making much more money. Uh, but again, they've got the house, they've got the kids. Uh, and, and so what I say is, you know, again, don't over leverage. Don't buy too much of a house. You know, uh, again, a two income couple, you know, police officer, a nurse or a teacher could easily afford a $600,000 home. But hey, what about a 400000 or 450000 or, you know, something more modest so that you're not squeezed so tight? Unfortunately, in the 457 plan world, police officers, depending upon the 457 plan, can take a loan out. Uh, and, and we see police officers that get too much debt, they get overstretched, and they're constantly borrowing against their 457 plan, you know, to try to make ends meet. And I'm like, you're, you're really, you know, depth charging uh, in a bad way your retirement because a 457 plan is supposed to help you once you retire. But if you're borrowing against it, you know, and, and again, not all police officers do that, but, you know, these are the mistakes I've seen is, you know, the middle part of your career, you're still over leveraged, you get a divorce, you borrow against your 457 plan, you should be thinking about the end game at that time, right. you know, because if you're 15 years on the force, it, you, you know, you're rolling in, it's and 10 years can go like that. 
you're going to be eligible for retirement is what you're going to end up doing. Right. So let's, let's stick with the, the topic of divorce because unfortunately it is very common in police officers mm. more than other professions. Right. And I think, you know, stress at a job, not being home, the hours that can all play a part into it. But why is a spouse entitled to the retirement benefits of a cop? Right. I understand salary, right. right. That money's being pulled together. They live together. You know, she's entitled to that because it's their money. Right. But why is a spouse entitled to money that they haven't touched it that's designed for when they're not together anymore. Right. Well, that's that's why divorce is bad. <laughs> because right. you know, there, are, are there ways to, uh, anyone can protect themselves from that? Like 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 a, a prenup can a prenup protect against that? And also yeah. is like if a, if the cop is married to a nurse, is right. that cop entitled to that nurse's retirement benefits as well? Does it work both ways? Right. Well, typically a nurse doesn't have a, a defined benefit pension. That's why these defined benefit pension plans are so valuable because it's a asset. Like I said at the beginning, you know, it's worth 1.2, 1.4 million now. So let's say a police officer gets divorced. Um, it, it, so again, how much she could end up getting from the pension depends upon how long they were married. If he was a police officer for eight years and then they were married for 10 years, uh, and then he retired after 25 years, she's only going to get 10 25ths of that pension. She's not entitled to it all okay. well, unless yeah. she has an extremely good lawyer. Now, the other fallacy out there is that if you're going through a divorce, you can't get a lump sum payment for this defined benefit pension. I've had a lot of bad attorneys call me up and go, hey, uh, you know, my client would like to get a lump sum from this defined benefit pension. I'm like, not under Pennsylvania law, you can't pay out a lump sum for that portion. So if she's going after his pension, she can get a part of it, depending upon how long they were married, et cetera, but she can get a lump sum. What I always counsel police officers to do is give other assets. Give assets out of the 457 plan, equity out of the home, do whatever you can to protect that pension, because if you think about it, you retire at age 52, 55, 56, whatever, you could have 30 years of that pension benefit being paid to you. Do you really want to give a portion of that to an ex-spouse, especially if you end up getting remarried too? So there's there's some things, there's some strategies that you can do. Uh, you know, typically a prenup is always a good idea, no matter if you're a police officer or not. Uh, but again, you know, anytime there's a defined benefit pension involved, you're vulnerable for them going after that, that pension. All right, Chris, I got a, I got a, I got a quote from this book right here. It's on page 18 from this chapter quote. I strongly urge a police officer to give up other assets, such as a house to protect, not having to give up 50% of the defined benefit monthly income. That my friends is a bold statement. That's yeah. a very bold statement because houses are incredibly valuable People rely on their house for retirement and inheritance. You know, when my grandmother passed away, God bless her soul, she left multiple properties to my mother and her sister. Mm -hmm. And guess what? My parents retired off of them. Yeah. So you're going to tell me this. If, so if you're in divorce, it's, hey, man, give up the house more than these cop benefits? Yeah. Well, and it depends how much equity you have in your house, too. I mean, if you, mm. if you have a okay. $600,000 okay. house that's, you know, you have free and clear and it's worth 600 grand, you're not going to give up all, all, you know, uh, you know, the equity in the house. But again, that defined benefit pension, literally, if you, if you do the math, you're talking, let's say your officer, you know, retires and he's getting a 
$50,000 a year pension and he gives up half of that, that's 25 grand. He could be giving up that for 20 years. That works out to be $500,000. So again, you know, let's say our, our officer is getting divorced, you know, has a $400,000 house and he has 300,000 in equity might be smarter to give up much more of the equity to his soon to be ex-wife than to sit there and pay her 50% of, you know, the pension for the rest of his life is what it ends up being. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when you run the numbers and do the math, that makes more sense. But that quote just blew my mind. Cause I was like, I could yeah. imagine, I could imagine giving up my house to anybody. Right. I don't even have a house. Right. So, well, the best way, the best way not to do it is uh, it's funny because I, I uh, when I talk to these young police officers, I'm like, you know, what are the two, you know, biggest mistakes that police officers make? And there's always a young officer in the front that goes getting married. I'm like, OK, OK. No. I said, no, the two biggest mistakes they made they is over, over leveraging too much debt and not saving enough in their 457 plan. But it's funny because younger people are very sensitive, you know, to divorce nowadays, which rightfully should be, but police officers have to be even more sensitive because they they have a valuable asset in their defined benefit plan. So. Well, people need to start looking at marriage as what it is in the eyes of the law. Right, you know, yeah. marriage is great. You know, I love my girlfriend. I'm sure we're going to get married, the whole lovey-dovey ceremonial, right? You know, we do the wedding, the honeymoon, the bridal shower, all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, a marriage is a legal piece of paper. It's a yep. legally binding document that connects your taxes and your money. Yep. Sign a premium. And, Sign and, a premium. and you know, so it was funny because we had an officer, got his pension. He uh, retired. He got divorced. So his first wife got 50% of it. Well, then he got remarried again two years later, got divorced again. Oh, my God. And now, you know, he kept coming to the pension board meetings going, is there any way I can get more of a pension? Because I'm paying for my first wife. 50% of it. My second wife, I can't pay her any more out of the pension. I have to write her a check. And then he turned around and got married the third time. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, again, the wrong partner, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, finish one thing before you start another, but you have to realize obviously your vulnerabilities as well, how vulnerable you are. 